reporting live and in person with me, Lucas Walker from Gorgeous. This is the Agency X Podcast. All right, on today's podcast, we have um, Gorgeous here, um, and I'll let you introduce yourself. Yeah, thank you so much for having me in. It's always such a pleasure to be able to record in person and not trying to, to phone it in. My name is Lucas Walker. I'm from Gorgeous. Maybe you've seen me uh, around with our podcast, the e-commerce swipe file, maybe at an event. If you don't know Gorgeous, we are the number one help desk for e-commerce. So bring all of your customer one-to-one communications into a single unified inbox. So whether it's email, Facebook Messenger, even people asking questions on your ad comments or website chat saying, hey, how do I buy this? We bring all that into one place and really make it easy to get back to your customers in a timely fashion. Because I think that we all know customer expectations are going up and up and up. Everyone wants it to be immediate. They want their issue resolved right now. They want it flaw- a flawless experience. And most of all, they want it for free. So it's, <laughs> we really help brands give that great customer experience at, at all stages of, uh, of their business, whether they're just starting out all the way up to a large multi, multi-billion dollar company that does e-commerce and retail. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and I'm sure we'll dive into um, a lot of that uh, just to kind of see where um, Gorgeous comes in, especially around customer experience. Um, yep. And that's definitely something that we have a lot of interest in, um, both for our clients and just in general, just talking yep. about customer experience. Um, so if if you had to say like what like what is the most important thing about Gorgeous? Like how does it solve customer experience problems? How does it improve the customer experience? Because from my understanding, it's more than just like a customer support chat. And that's what I think a lot of people think a lot of these chat bots, quote unquote chat bots yep. are and thinking it removes that personal touch, but it's complete opposite. So Correct. I definitely want to learn a little bit more about how Gorgeous has solved some of those customer experience problems. Yeah. And what we really allow brands to do is talk to their customers where they want to converse. Maybe they want to ask questions on Instagram. Maybe they want to chat in, especially as you go more and more premium. I've been looking at luggage for six months. I've I struggled more to buy luggage than I did buying my car. I, I sold my, I traded my truck and bought a, a little hatchback. Yeah. Just on a whim one day, and I spent six months looking at luggage. I'm looking up everything. I'm going on the chat. I'm reading the comments on the ads. What do people like? What do they not like? And as buyers make more and more informed decisions, they often want to ask questions. And if you were to think offline, you're going into a store, you're buying something. Usually, you talk to a sales associate. Maybe. Maybe you're buying a bicycle seat because you're doing an Ironman triathlon and you really want to make sure that it's the, the right angle and everything. You want to talk to someone who's done that before and truly understands that. You don't want to go to a vending machine, just click E1, here's my bicycle seat. And I think that's really what e-commerce has been up until the last couple of years. And now there's a lot more engagement. Maybe you you ask a question on the contact us form. You're really filtering the reviews, searching for other people who have bought it for you. And, and going back to the luggage, I've chatted it into a few different brands and asked questions like, hey, what's your warranty? Because once one brand really pushes it through, we saw this in the mattress industry with the try it for a hundred nights guarantee, that just becomes the, the cost of admission now moving forward. Mm. So as brands offer better and better customer service, it's no longer becomes a differentiator, but rather just the cost of admission to compete. The same way that three years ago, Apple Pay was something really novel and quick. But now if customers can't pay quickly from their phones, they, they'll just go somewhere else where they have it. Yeah, and we start to expect things um, as shoppers. We start to expect a better customer experience, quicker, faster, we want things now. And it, it, it's always going to depend on the product as well. Mm-hmm. Certain things like a mattress or certain things that you're going to have for a long period of time, you know, you're, you're definitely going to want to do your research and yep. you don't mind you know, waiting a little bit. Yep. Um, but if it's like a pair of sneakers or something that you're just interested in buying quick and you're just doing some research online, if, if I want to buy something right now and, I, and I'm deciding between two different products and I have a question, I'm going to want immediate answers. I don't yeah, want to have to fill out a form and then hear back 24 in to 48 two to three hours. Business days. Yeah. No, That's, I'm gone. I can buy it, get it shipped to me, ruin my sneakers in a puddle by the time you're even yeah. getting back to me. <laughs> and it's, we see this too. This is really where our ethos comes through of automating and being able to get back quickly. If I ordered some sneakers and I, it's Valentine's day when we're recording this, I want my outfit to look fresh. I'm going on a great day tonight. 
I want to look good. If I ask yesterday, hey, is my order going to be here on time on Valentine's Day? I can't wait until Monday or Tuesday of next week. So we really help brands automate and get that quick response because that's what mm -hmm. the customer wants. They want a quick response and they want to know. And the worst case scenario in that situation of, hey, where's my order? Can I get a tracking number? Can I get an update? Is when you receive your package before you get a response. From a, yeah, customer, yeah. from a customer experience perspective, if I'm the consumer and I say, hey, when can I expect my delivery? And I hear back two days later, well, if I've already received my package and that ticket is resolved as, it looks like the package has already been delivered. Let us know if there were any issues with that. Yeah. yeah it's a waste <laughs> of a customer touch point. It's not great for the customer. And as a, as a brand, from a purely economical standpoint, you've now had to pay to resolve that ticket, which is the cost of software, the cost of labor, human capital. As an employee, it's not play, like there's no satisfaction yeah. of telling something when there's something that they already no, it's know. Useless. It's pointless at that point. But yeah. you still have to respond because otherwise yeah. you're not responding to your customers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's people really want that quick response, that speed. You can call it the, the prime expectations or the Amazon prime expectations of what people want, but it's like it or not that's where the market is especially in um i don't know how you would call the culture of say new york or san francisco really fast-paced mm -hmm. cutting edge where we're used to world-class experience and world-class everything and if we don't get that we'll gladly take our business elsewhere look yeah, at we're spoiled and there's so many options that you're right you can take your business elsewhere yep. and that's where and and that's something i've said over and over again is that Brands need to compete on customer experience, not on price. Yep. Price is going to be a race to the bottom and there's no way to win there. It's a race um, to the bottom and yeah. every product can be replicated. Yes, there's some IP. Let's go high-end headphones. So mm -hmm. the Bose new seven, QC700s and the Sony 1000s. They're both really cutting-edge technology at that echelon. You can go super cheap on the other end. So the kind of headphones you would buy at a convenience store or gas station or AliExpress but in the middle there, all the products are very similar. And mm -hmm. I saw this at CES, every brand is now doing every product. Yeah. So if you're Jeep and you're doing headphones, competing with now Beats by Dre and Apple for a similar type of product, people are gonna go where that service is and they'll buy those Jeep branded headphones, not mm -hmm. because of the great audio quality, but because they love Jeep and they love that lifestyle, yeah. but also the service that comes with it that they've come to know and expect. Yeah, exactly. and. To your point, when you compete on that price, it's a race to the bottom mm -hmm. and the it, no one's going to get any value out of that. Nope. You know, when you, and, and I always use like Nike as a really good example. I think that they have a really great customer service. I think yeah. they have a great customer experience. Have um, you read Shoe Dog? Excuse me? Have you read Shoe Dog, the Phil Knight uh, biography? No. Great. Oh, book. Shoe Dog, Shoe yeah. Dog. No, I haven't read it yet, but I would love to check it uh, out. As an, first of all, as an entrepreneur, he talks about all the highs and lows. Yeah. And it, I think it can scare a lot of people away. He's talking about how, um, can, can I swear? Yeah, point? sure. So like he's talking about all the bullshit that he had to go through of. So he's finally getting big and then the other shoe company did some tax loopholes. So technically they were manufacturing in the US even though they were both importing, but mm -hmm. because they had the accounts and lawyers, all of a sudden he's now hit with a $30 million tax import. Wow. And it's just all kinds of issues and drama like that. But he persevered, and a lot of it was really, what do the customers want? What do the customers mm -hmm. expect? Mm -hmm. And even things like doing the bright orange box that would stick out on the on the shelves. Then customers didn't want just the, the black and white. And we've seen this in the last decade. We're here recording the podcast. We're wearing casual clothes. You don't wear a suit anymore. Mm -hmm. Like those expectations change from the packaging in the store level to the, the experience on the website. And it's all customer experience. It's all that customer journey. It's all the changing expectations of what customers want to purchase from and connect with that brand. To that point, connecting with the brand is extremely important. And that's, that's one of the reasons why my, me personally, and I, and I feel a lot of other customers are going to certain brands because of that experience. Like look, and we've used this example before of how like Nike, pulled all of their product from Amazon because yep. they didn't have control over that customer experience because you know you could search for Nike on Amazon and maybe it was that maybe the product wasn't even a real Nike product mm -hmm. and if it was maybe it was outdated but when you buy it you're just getting that product you're not getting the packaging you're not getting the post purchase experience you're not getting you know you're uh, not a part of the, the Nike support. family you're not part of the Nike family you're right 
And I had a problem with Nikes, not a problem, but what I did was sometimes I'll order two pairs uh, yep. of different sizes to see what fit. Yep. Um, and it was great. It both came. I got the, the label. The return was seamless. It's so, and it made it so that I did. And even they even have a. Th- and I'm not saying every brand should do this because they're a multi billion dollar corporation. Yep. They can, but you could wear Nikes for 30 days and then return them within 30 days after wearing them. So if you wear them for 30 days and you don't like them for any reason, you can return them for some credit. And I think that's great. So it's going to have, you're gonna have trust. You know when you buy them, it's not like, hey, if I buy this, is the return process gonna be shitty? Is the customer service gonna be really shitty? Um, am, am I gonna get my order on time? Yep. It, you know, what? How, how, do I have to pay for returns? So I, I think, and I think a lot of smaller brands can do things like using, um, services like Gorgeous and many others, yep. um, whether it's around shipping or customer service, but they could use these tools to be able to provide a similar quote unquote enterprise level solution, yep. a great experience and still be a small D2C brand. Oh, and that's going to set them apart. Um, so using something like Gorgeous or using something like a, I don't know, a, a Clavio or yep. and Shopify and using these tools that are readily available. Put that into your uh, card abandonment series yeah. where you say, hey, worry that you're not going to love it. Don't worry. We're so confident you'll love them that if you you're if your feet are uncomfortable after 30 days, we'll return it. No questions asked. And it's that abundance versus scarcity mindset where you know that. 1% of customers will return it, but your lift in sales is 30%. Yeah, so then it becomes a yeah. marketing expense. Yeah. So that, that one cost of goods sold out of every 100 pairs that leads to 10 additional units that become customers for life, it's way better to do it. Yeah. And it's it can be a challenge where we have uh, people really want to, the traditional customer service metric. How, how much time are they spending on the phone? That doesn't make you more revenue, mm-hmm. but talking to your customers, getting them to become a customer for life. When you're a new brand competing with the Nikes or the Adidas or the Under Armors of the world, you have to have that experience. And it's, we talk to a lot of brands all the time that maybe, again, they don't have that multi-billion dollar budget, but they fostered a community through Instagram. Mm -hmm. And when you do it right, people will ask questions on your ads and say, well, what if I don't like this product? And their customers are saying, you know what? I've ordered 12 times from them. I've only had an issue once and they took care of it. No questions asked. And that's a, like the ideal customer experience. Now yeah. it's not always possible, but having a tight return policy doesn't really get you a great, great customers for life, which is yeah. really that the, with rising costs to acquire a customer, that's the game now is how do you have a true LTV? How mm-hmm. do you get customers to come back once you, mm-hmm. once you purchase something once from once they've purchased something once from you. Yeah, increasing the uh, the customer lifetime value, super, super important. And you know, doing that through customer experience, it's not just one thing. And, and that's what to, 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 you know, to kind of say, oh, if you have a great return policy, that's not gonna be the only thing that's going to bring people back to the site. It's everything. Yep. It's every single touch point. And nobody remembers saving five bucks or saving exactly. 5%. I don't remember at all. No. I can't remember. Oh, that was such a great deal. You know, five, 5% off, 10% off. I don't remember. You care when it, when it's a crap experience, you care yeah. when it doesn't work. Perfect example, this big mug here. So mm-hmm. full disclosure, it's a 32 ounce mug. The largest size coffee at, at the green coffee chain is 20 <laughs> ounces. That's Italian for 20 ounces. Yeah. If I'm bringing this mug and I'm getting drip coffee, just fill it up. Yeah, it's your cost of goods sold on that coffee is far less than the cost for the cup and lid. Yeah, you're probably looking at twenty six to forty cents on the cup and lid. I drink it black, so there's no dairy. I go in this morning. She pours it into a grande cup and, and into here. In. Oh man! And yeah. I said, like, I actually emailed the manager. You know, how they say any issues here. Yeah. And I said, I've been a gold card member since twenty eleven. I get it. We all have bad days, but. Starbucks is a premium chain. It's not McDonald's. It's not Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. For the extra eight cents you saved on coffee there. It wouldn't even be eight cents. It's a tenth of a penny. For the amount that they would be putting into that cup a little bit more, you're talking about a fraction of a cent. For the extra 11 ounces of black drip coffee. You save them money on not using... The cups cost more than the coffee. Yes. Definitely. So you save them money. There's no sleeve. There's no little green thing. There's no lid. There's no cup. And now, because I'm angry, they have the store manager's Mm -hmm. time, the district manager's time. That person's going to be called in. Yep. 
And you know what? I don't blame the employee because no, I. the employee is just doing his or her job. Yeah. What I do, that, that that should be something that's identified by Starbucks customer service team yes. or customer experience team and say, look, train the employees. If someone comes in with a mug, I mean, there's a big difference if someone comes in with like a 75 ounce and they're asking to yes. fill it up. I'm, and, no, I'm not filling up my Yeti cooler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're talking about a few ounces. There should be a policy in place. And what I think is great and, and I think smaller brands can do this as well bigger brands as well any brand yeah. um when someone comes in with a problem like that there should be a process to document it so and i'm sure there's a way to automate this too where yep. if someone you know perhaps uses chat to to make a complaint or make a request if you see this coming in x amount of times to be able to then add that to either an internal process yep. documentation or Add it to like your frequently asked questions. FAQ, that's a save. macro way yeah. people ask you. Put it on the product description page even. Yeah, exactly. Like do an image on your your lifestyle photos of someone solving that issue. Highlight a review that that highlights it. But also, like I've been a gold card member since 2011. When I'm on the road, I eat breakfast at Starbucks every day. I'm probably a pretty high value customer for them. The same thing, we have this data in our online stores and our Shopify dashboard in the gorgeous dashboard. We see, wow, this customer's ordered from us 19 times and has spent more than some retailers with us. Let's make sure they're happy. Yeah. You know what? It's outside the ret the return the return policy. Who cares? Our top 10% customer, whatever they want, we'll just get, keep them happy. Because those are also the people who make a lot of referrals and really, really help you grow organically and have that great experience. But to go full circle, Gary Vee's talked about this, how 60, 70, 100 years ago, our grandparents, you'd go to your local butcher shop, you'd go to the bakery, and that's where the baker's dozen comes from yeah. to make sure no customer feels nickel and dime when they're buying 12 rolls. They always put one more in in case they lose one or someone's really hungry because they know at the end of the day, they never saw 100% of that inventory. They'd rather give it to a customer and surprise and delight them, especially when you know them. I remember, it's funny how sometimes these little stories just really stick with you, but my dad was buying a roast from a butcher shop in a small town about three hours north of Toronto. And the butcher took a bunch of pepperettes and just rolled it in another piece of butcher paper and said, here you go, happy Easter or something like that. And this cost of six pepperettes probably cost him it two bucks maybe yeah but 25 years later whenever i go visit my dad i still go to that butcher shop yeah that's the that's that's that definitely increased customer lifetime value there yeah um and and yeah a lot of these things and that's one thing when you see someone every day in person and it's a small store so that i feel is a, a smaller community now some of these merchants have hundreds, if not thousands, or hundreds mm -hmm. of thousands of customers. You know, you're going to lose some of that personal one-on-one -on -one connection. But there are ways, and you don't need to be a gigantic enterprise to be able to do this, uh, to be able to automate some of those processes to still to improve customer experience. And that could be ways of, you know, using automation like Shopify Plus Flow to automatically yeah. tag customers yeah um i'm sure there's Same integrations gorgeous. with gorgeous Clavio, to Clavio. and your marketing automation and they could all work together to tag them as vip segment them yeah route them to certain locations um or certain segments within either gorgeous within shopify plus within Clavio. all these things working together and that's not difficult to set up it's not and it's and it scales you know what your average ltv is anyone who comes within the top 20 percent just create a segment, automatically tag them. Whenever you launch a promo, send it to them first and say, we want to give you, we're launching this in 12 hours, but we want to make sure you get your your deal. Yeah, And VIP. especially for smaller brands that don't have a ton of inventory, they want to make sure that their good customers get taken care of and they don't miss out. Mm -hmm. Because there's nothing worse than disappointing a customer when you get that response that says, oh, I'm really disappointed I missed this sale. Like that sucks. But also, if you're a big brand, like a Nike or an Under Armour, and you've got a list that you're sending this out to of 10 million people, that list doesn't get sent out instantly. It might take, I don't know, 30 minutes for that whole batch to process 10 million emails. So people who got that email first can go in and buy, but by the time that it's sent to the people last on the list, if it's a really limited drop, they're not even going to have a chance to purchase. So use that automation and those rules to say, hey, 
uh, you know what, we're running this promo soon. We want to make sure that you, you get it taken care of. And even on the customer service standpoint, knowing if somebody chats in or emails you about something else, use that, that conversation to open it up to say, Hey, by the way, we haven't announced it yet, but we're going to be doing this promo this weekend if you want early access. Yeah. And I think where that can work, um, really well is especially mm -hmm. with some of the brand like the, the luxury brands or the high-end brands yep. so one thing that we've heard a lot with working with some high-end brands is you know they don't want to run promos or yep. they don't want to run sales yep. or they you know they're not as focused on customer experience they almost make it like they're a little bit like almost unattainable yeah but you could still you're, you're very do that fortunate if you have the with, opportunity to buy from us yeah don't exactly but w what i'm saying is that you can use these tools to not only say, hey, you're going to get a promo or you're mm -hmm. going to get a discount. It could be, well, you're a VIP. Yeah, you're you special. Get, you get access. You get certain access to mm -hmm. certain things. And whether it's content, whether it's um, special drops, you know, limited edition. It doesn't have to be a sale. It doesn't have to be a 20% off thing. But it could be like a free gift with purchase. And yep. that could be a high-end gift. It could be um, something that is only available for a limited time. It makes it exclusive. Yep. Um, and they could switch it up. So it's, it's not all about just being just providing promos and deals and, no, and, like, and, and, and things like that. Let's use a Valentine's Day example. Let's say uh, you're, I don't know, you're selling uh, an item that's normal. Let's gift it a lot. So jewelry. So let's say you're a high-end or even mid-sized jewelry yeah. brand. Pretty decent margins, decent LTV. You know, a couple times a year, you get something for your significant other. You know, they really like it. Throw in a gift card to say, hey, you know what? We'll give you a gift card so you can get a bottle of wine or something mm -hmm. to really celebrate Valentine's Day. And again, the cost of that is often less than the cost of a discount, but people remember it a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, even you can see what else they've bought. You know what people like. Give them a free product and say, hey, we know you didn't buy it, but we thought you might like this, especially if it's an overstock inventory as it is. Yeah, 100%. And there's there's so many different ways. And, and I, I get the sense that sometimes like a lot of merchants might be they don't know how to approach this. Yep. They might be scared to do it. They think it's going to be off brand. Um, and they might not, they might just not want to test certain things. Um, and I, and, and I feel like they have to try a lot of this. They you have do. to try these ideas. They have to look to either their partners, whether it's, you know, tapping into their reps at, at Shopify plus or gorgeous yep. or, uh, you know, their agency like us. Yeah, we, absolutely. We, you know, we, we get asked these questions like how can we increase conversions? How can we increase sales? And, Sometimes it just has to come back to, let's look at the basics. Let's look at how we're supporting your current customers. Instead of trying to win new ones, let's look at the current customer and yeah, who, how can we increase who bought those more sales. than six months ago and didn't come back? Why yeah. didn't they come back? Exactly. And I mean, I hate to quote the office, but it is a very true statistic. It is five to 10 times more difficult to get a new customer than to get someone to repurchase from you. Yeah, 100%. Like that actually yeah. is a real statistic. Yeah. And just send them a note. And sometimes it can be depending on your size, a personal reach out and say, hey, I hope that everything was all right. We noticed you haven't purchased since. Was everything okay? And sometimes just being proactive about that uncovers something like, yeah, you know what? After I washed the shirt three times and it really started, the color really started to bleed. And then you can say, well, you know what? Let us send you that replacement. We've heard the same thing from a couple of other people. We've worked on it. Or use that to tell your brand story that yes, because we use natural dyes, the color doesn't stay as vibrant as longer, but you get almost a nice patina with your clothing or you get that, that true faded authentic look because it's real materials. We don't use any chemicals. We're not treating it with something that's a known carcinogenic. So you can actually feel comfortable wearing this shirt. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. And I, I like the idea of reaching out to customers who didn't um, come back for a repeat purchase. Mm -hmm. Personally, I don't complain. If I get something that I don't like, and this could go from anything from, if I'm in a restaurant and my food sucks or it wasn't cooked the way I want it, I just don't complain. I don't want, I, don't, I just don't want them coming back and yeah. I, I'm just not that guy who complains about something yeah. like that. And if I get a product I don't like, you know, of course I could return it and that's one thing, but like if I had a bad experience, no, I, I will tell friends I don't like that place. I would never shop there again and, and kind of, yep. you know, talk some shit about them. But I don't, I'm not going to take time out of my day to really write back. And yeah, complain. I mean, I'm so not going to give them constructive, unsolicited feedback. Unsolicited, I, I, exactly. I'm going to talk shit about their back when people say, oh, you ordered from that place, didn't you? Or you ate at that restaurant. It's like, yeah, the steak was a little chewy. But if they asked and they were like, you know, at the end or, or you know, 
maybe after I make a purchase and, and, and I get an email like, you know, how was it? Where have you been? You know, what, you know, whatever that communication says, yep. or, you know, maybe it starts uh, text message starts to pick up and they, they text me and I, and I, and I can give them an honest response and it's quick. It doesn't yep. take time out of my day. And then they offer me something in return. That's a little different. You know, yep. if they try to rectify and they try to, that's going to be so much cheaper than st- dumping money into ads and trying to win a new customer that might yep. hate your product or that experience afterwards anyway. So you have to do both. You know, you have to win new customers, of course, but really focusing on customer lifetime. Don't let the bucket leak out. Yeah, exactly. Really, really, really hard to get someone to your website, trust you enough to purchase something and give you that credit card information. Let's see how we can get them to come back. Yeah, And especially going back to what we were saying earlier, the market is so competitive. There's no shortage of restaurants in New York City. There's no shortage of apparel or jewelry or even glasses and accessories that you can go to. Yeah. But like Bose, I'm a I'm a Bose headphones guy. I I will spend money on premium headphones because I like that and I like that experience and I know what I'm getting. And you can even automate a lot of this. How that flow come through Clavio or your marketing automation tool and then when they respond, that goes right into Gorgeous. So you see the email come back from you see the email come back. It's tied to their Shopify account. You know how much they spent. Maybe you've added a note like this person's also an influencer on Instagram. And a lot of brands, they wanna do influencer marketing. Again, talk to your customers, find out, change the Shopify checkout to be, say, hey, are you on Instagram? We'd love to follow you. Little things like that, so that you get their handle and say, wow, you know what, this person actually has 30,000 followers. Let's give them a little something extra. Yeah. And then they share it and it's, you get that, everyone says, oh, I wanna go viral, I wanna do this, I wanna have you all share, but they don't wanna put in the work. Or it's almost like they'd rather wine and dine someone new than an existing customer and it's far more powerful to see a referral or a social share from someone that says hey i paid money for this product and i love it rather than here's some corporate branded copy hashtag ad hashtag sponsored yeah as a consumer whenever i see that i'm like you've got six thousand followers and it's all just spam why would i pay this brand for this when i can just get get it for free yeah and it's the same thing of going back to i mean that we were talking about it before a lot of brands don't want to necessarily do discounts but then they also send out a ton of product to influencers so you don't want to do a discount because it devalues your brand but then you have a lot of people talking about how they got the product for free Mm -hmm. so if you could meet somewhere in the middle and really delight your existing customers work with them for a great experience it's just so much more authentic and that really is the ideal solution to be working for now does that always happen? Of course not. But you can absolutely make that the goal of every customer interaction. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and you know, just these little things could just mean so much yeah. to you in the, in the long run. Um, and that's what it's going to continuously come down to is who's providing a better customer experience. Yeah. Um, I have some brands that I, I, I order from regularly because I love the experience. Yeah. Uh, well, I love the product too, mm-hmm. uh, but I really like the experience of ordering from them, how it shipped, how quickly it shipped. Yeah. And speed is such a number one thing. Yeah, Whether exactly. It's how fast you get the product, yeah. how fast you get a response. Customers want speed. They it, It's all about how how quickly do I, does this brand get back to me, whether it's where my product is and how fast I get a response from asking them a question. Yeah. And you know, there's it, brands can lose customers very quickly, and yep. that loyalty could go away in an instant with one bad experience. Um, yeah, and it, and it depends. Ten ounces of coffee. Yeah, <laughs> there's a dunks across the street. Yeah, exactly. But it also depends. Like some brands know that you can't get it anywhere else, and they yep. have such a follow a loyal following that yeah, you're going to complain. Yeah, Apple. Yeah, <laughs> so you know. Um, like right now I'm having a problem with my space bar on my Mac yep. and a lot of other people had this problem. Yeah. Or the are USB they replacing ports? it? I'm sure they're doing some, you know, but it's a pain. I got to bring it in. It has to be under a warranty or how much are they going to charge yep. me? You know, their USB ports. Like they know you, they have such a loyal following that yep. it's very unlikely and that you're buying into an ecosystem that, yep. you know, it's different with technology, like a t-shirt that I get, I get my t-shirts, a lot of them from Buck Mason. I love the experience. I love the product. I like the, you know, everything about it. Yep. Um, I likely won't, I have some other t-shirts from other places, but most of them are Buck Mason. Yep. You get I'll, a good fit. I'm the same way with yeah. Frank and Oak. The clothes yeah. fit me well. I like the experience, whether I'm online or in the store, the staff are always really helpful. Yeah. Find me something that looks good on me. Yeah. And, 
I'll likely not move from that brand unless I have a terrible experience or like they start making crappy quality shirts. Yep. But even um, then, because you're so loyal, you will give them that unsolicited feedback. Yeah, exactly. You will say, yeah, hey, I can do what's that. going on? It's I found that I just bought a shirt and it wasn't nearly as good as it, as it used to be. Yeah. And I, I, as far as Apple goes, I don't think they care as much as about that that feedback as much it's just it's i mean it's 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 a different comparison though because it's like you could only get an apple product from yeah, apple Apple's like you know it's like the it's anomaly not, it's a premium tech brand but it's also a luxury brand yeah like airpod pros are a signal yeah apple watch is a signal yeah. uh aluminum macbook pros are a signal all of, all of that is so they're just as much a fashion luxury brand and yeah. i bet in some of the branding it's almost like we have that swagger of of uh, F you we're Apple, we don't need to. You're a little part bit. of us. You could you could you could sense that a little bit there. A little and, bit. and especially like going to the store and like, you know, we're like, hey, we're gonna just change our USB port so you're screwed, you know, or we're gonna make a a, a keyboard that we think looks great and it's skinny, but you know, it might not but work well. You, but you know what? On the mo- on the latest update of Max, they did get rid of the butterfly keyboard I heard. because of the feedback. So I heard. Yeah. I got mine in uh like mid last year. Yep, me too. And uh, I guess it still has the butterfly in it. I don't know, but yeah, it, it's, whatever. The space bar sucks right now. Uh, hey, it's John, just dead. Shout out Johnny Johnny Ive if you're listening. If anyone knows uh, Johnny <laughs> Ive or uh, Tim Cook, your space bars suck, and we would like some real USB ports, please. Yeah, I just hope that they don't charge me so much to fix it. But oh, see, and that would yeah. be a good customer experience if I have to go in and bring it in, and they go, "Hey, our fault, our bad." We're going to fix this for you right now. But yep. if they have to take they my laptop many, for 10 days, I'm going to be pissed. But again, going back to having the data, they see that you have AirPods and Apple Watch and iPhone. A lot and I've been a, Mac, I've been a Mac guy for like, you know, over 10 years. You yeah. Know? Their, co- their cost to fix your computer, maybe it's $400 of labor and parts. I, I doubt it's that much. But they've made a lot more than that off you. Yeah. They also know you're a business <laughs> owner. You know what? Just exactly. Other- and I'm a, a Apple. Yeah, Apple. I have an Apple Pro business account or something. So all of yep. our machines are from Apple. Like yep. we have a whole team inside there. All their stuff is from Apple. We have everything. Monitors and laptops. Hey, they better they better hook it up. Now that I'm thinking of yeah. it, how much money I gave them over yep. the years. All of a sudden, those Lenovo's are looking pretty good. <laughs> what about a Chromebook? Hey, we're all in the cloud anyway. That all day battery life. But again, that's why customer service is so important because it's almost like a ticking time bomb where you keep your customers happy and kind of contained. And then the moment that something falls off, then they really open it up to the competition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so back to, to some of the things that gorgeous can help out with, with these, I know that we've, we, some of our clients use it and, and some of the brands that I see online use it. Um, as far as beyond just chat, and customer experience and like, you know, just someone going, where's my order? Yeah. Um, you know, what are some of the things that you are most powerful about that you, you like the most? Yeah, definitely the, uh, the amount of data in one place. So when a customer does ask, where's my order, which is 35% of tickets across the board. So it's actually a pretty common thing. We can see, you know what? Those customers actually spent a lot of money with us. Let's just go ahead and refund that shipping right now. Mm. Let's let's be proactive about resolving this issue. And maybe like we that. segment that so it's uh we automate the response so they get that ticket, they get that tracking number very quickly. But then because we see that they have a high LTV, they've ordered more than four or five times, whatever we set that threshold at, we see that they're a VIP. Maybe that flags us to say, you know what? Let's work on the retention strategy of this great mm-hmm. customer. What can we do to really make sure that they come back? Maybe we set a reminder to follow up in six weeks and just say, hey, wanted to make sure, I wanted to personally reach out to you to make sure that your your AirPods case or whatever it is that you bought was, was working out for you. And the really cool thing too is, uh, do you know Supply, Razor Blades, Iran, Shark yeah, Tank? Yeah. So Patrick from Supply, he realized he's not competing with Harry's. He's not competing with Schick or Gillette because they're a smaller business. So he'll jump on and actually do the customer service and say, hey, yeah, I'm the owner of the company. That's amazing. And it goes back to letting brands have that baker's dozen, that, that small town experience that people really do come back for. Mm-hmm. And it's not just oh, we've got this website that looks so enterprise and professional, but we don't have the resources and capabilities to give that full experience. You can still give that full experience and talk to customers where they want to converse with you 
but also have that intimate relationship that they want to have with a small business and support a small business that's a little bit more craft, there's a little bit more passion in it in what they do. So that the person you're talking to, the founder, they designed the product, they went to the factories and saw them do the QA with the lasers and really get everything within fractions of a millimeter. Mm -hmm. That's a totally different experience than having someone at a brand at the higher end that has those corporate policies in place, both of which can be great customer experiences, they're just different. And if you know why people are buying from you, you can continue to support them afterwards. Yeah. So the data that can help support, help the customer service reps and help the, the businesses. Exactly. Um, that's, that's really important to have some context. So when someone's reaching out for something, you know who they are. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, and, and that's one thing that I hate about certain, like when I have to reach out to, a certain brand for customer service and they have to ask the same questions over and over or or here, it should identify you, me immediately you call in so let's just use a bank example because i don't think anyone really loves banks you call into the bank you have an issue you explain your situation you say all this stuff and they say okay hold on please wait while i transfer your call so you, you've yeah, you you've been on the phone 25 minutes 25 <laughs> minutes hey uh hey john i just uh was talking to your colleague here could you fill me in on what's going on did they not take notes? Do they? Can they not pull up your account to know? Yeah. Yeah. You flagged my credit card while I'm traveling, and I spent 25 minutes of roaming airtime to get in touch with you. Can you just please unfreeze my credit card so I can take an Uber <laughs> and check into my hotel? Yeah, and I mean that's crazy that like small direct to consumer brands can now do something like that without, and big like corporate entities can't. Yeah. You know and. I, I, I think that's where a lot of these, and that's why a lot of these um, SaaS products and, yeah. and these services are blowing up because they saw a hole and say, wait, wait a minute. Like these enterprise solutions are very, very expensive. They aren't that great. They can't move quickly and yep. they're not meeting the needs of smaller brands. And like now with the, over the past 10 years with the rise of direct to consumer, digitally native brands, the rise yep. of like Shopify plus and, um, and, and, it, it, it fills that void and now smaller brands and big enterprise brands could have a similar experience yeah, and you absolutely. could scale and you could grow within those products. And we see it talking to different brands. We see old school brands that have an operator who gets the, the pace of consumers is going very fast at speed matters. And then you have more traditional operators that come in and need to have, uh, 18 levels of security and all of this other stuff that yes is important which we do and yes we have it but they're putting more focus on that than the customer experience and they don't realize that the longer everything takes an up-and-coming d2c brand is going to come and eat their lunch yeah yeah a hundred percent um and i and i i think to kind of move into cx and ux yeah. i think a lot of people confuse user experience and customer experience too i think so too and I mean, in my, I mean, I, I, I don't know if this is just my opinion, but the, the way I look at it is that uh, customer experience is the umbrella, right? Yep. And user experience is now underneath that. Yep. Um, because user experience is going to be more like online. It's going to be on a, an app. It's going to be on, um, it could even be an in-store display. It could yep. be on the chat. It could be on the website. Well, user but experience customer, can be offline too. Yeah. Uh, just you take an offline example. Think about an airport. Yeah. Think about uh, the uncomfortable seats in the general common waiting area versus the super comfortable mm -hmm. uh, lounge seating. The super comfortable lounge seating on a cost per day does not cost that much more. And it's very, obviously it's a nice upsell tactic. There are a lot of reasons why it charges more, but the actual cost for a great user experience, whether it's offline or online, mm -hmm. doesn't really matter that much, but a great online user experience translates to a great overall customer, customer experience. Yeah, 100%. And, and also like a customer experience can have more of the personal touch. So like maybe mm -hmm. you, have a, you have a great user experience when you're purchasing like tickets to fly on a plane yep. and then you get there and you're on the plane and the, the stewardess or stewardess, flight whatever, attendant, flight attendants, the flight attendant is being really shitty to you. That would be a bad customer experience. Yeah, you and ask, overall, you forget about the good user experience you had digitally. Yeah, like, so check in with an airline. 
it's, oh, download the app to go check into the website. I just want to make sure I, I'm not seeing it at all. Just let me check in on the web browser. Yeah. Don't force me to download your app. Yeah. Let me just go in. Terrible user experience. And as a, from a customer experience, it's not that great. But conversely, if I go in, get on the flight, and the flight attendant says, if I want a club soda or something, and they just give you the can, or they kind of go above and beyond and make you yeah. feel special. Yeah. Yeah. They say, hey, uh, hey, John, you know what? I'm really sorry. We don't have enough room for you to carry on your your suitcase, your roller bag. But you know what? We can gate check it for you. We'll make sure it's right at the gate when you're there. Let me, do you need it to get anything out of it? We'll take care of your luggage. Everything's going to be handled really perfectly. Mm -hmm. And again, that's not even going above and beyond. That's actually asking you to do something that you don't want to, but just the way that it's the asked, way, the way it, that yeah. you go about it, not, hey, asshole, check your bag. We're out of storage. <laughs> it's the same end result. It's the same yeah. ask, but it's how it's done. And it's going to, and also that depends on what the brand is and also what you're paying because, yep. you know, once again, competing on customer experience. There's certain brands, certain airlines, certain products, whatever it is. Yep. Um, maybe you're paying a little bit more, but you're be getting a better customer experience and user experience. Yep. And especially with, and this, this, the airline example is great because nobody likes airlines. Yeah. It's, I cut my and, teeth in social media monitoring and analytics. So a lot of sentiment on everything. It was just a matter of which airline had the least negative sentiment. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, like some airlines, have a better customer experience and they're more expensive and then yep. the, but most of them compete on price Be, yep. but that's also because customers in general prefer to fly cheaper they like at, they 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 it, the most important thing to a customer is flying cheaper yep. some but i i would say most that's they've well, done polls look, me personally i rather pay more and have a better experience if you can afford it and it's within your you know your if your you're budget 600 bucks for a flight Going from six hundred and thirty dollars to six seventy five, and knowing that you're not going to be nickel and dime to pay to check your bag. That when yeah. you go to check in, you yeah. just go to the app, drop it off. You're there. Everything's good. Look at Southwest. Again, mm -hmm. they do everything totally different. Where you line up, you get in. That's user experience, but it's also customer experience because the interactions are so much better. Same with uh, WestJet up in Canada. You ask people what airlines they like to fly. Air Canada has a lot more corporate routes, but when they're flying for just personal, people love to fly WestJet mm -hmm. because the experience is just so much better. And it translates to, I think a lot of it is culture. We all saw the article about the suitcase company and their customer experience culture, very high turnover, almost toxic. If your customer experience employees, the faces of your company, do not love coming into work every day, your customers are going to know that and that's how they're going to remember your brand. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent, and and that uh, we spoke about that not too long ago as well. Um, and I, I I think that brands need to realize that, and this is something that I try to focus on too. Um, it, just in my business is, mm -hmm. you can't customers are important, but not sacrificing your employees' yes um, well being and your employees' sanity. Yep. Um, especially if the customer is wrong, yep. you know, you can't do that because if your employees aren't happy, your customers are going to be unhappy. If your yep. employees are happy to, 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 to come to work, if they're happy doing their jobs, if you know, that's going to translate to customer experience yep. and that's very important. Uh, and the brands that, that demand too much from their, uh, or the companies that de demand too much from their employees, yep. the employees are going to act shitty to the customers. They're not going to care. Yeah. Um, and that's going to, that's going to reflect poorly on the business as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. And especially customer service can be a very tough job. You're dealing with people who aren't that happy that want to solve issues. You're dealing with trolls online. Again, Patrick from supply. Great, great example. He does, he'll respond to some of the trolls on Facebook comments. when people are saying, Oh, just go to the pharmacy and get a double edge razor and all this stuff. <laughs> and he does such a good job that he'll say something like, uh, we actually are, quite different, but thanks for the feedback. I'll consider that next time I need a razor and kind of something kind of cheeky like that. <laughs> yeah. But then their customers will go in and just rip that troll a new one. <laughs> well, that's great. He starts to charge politely and then the that's brand loyalty. There, it is. You know? And you don't get that if you have a bad, if you have a bad experience with a brand. Yeah. And, and we, we have, we have a, uh, I would say when beyond just the brands that we work with, just mm -hmm. dealing with a lot of like as a shopper myself. Yep. Um, and that's the interesting thing about yeah. this industry is we're all customers as well. Yeah. So we exactly. see it for every 
every side. If we're working on some IT solutions architecture and we sell um, whatever whatever Oracle or those big companies are selling right now for the IT infrastructure with co-location or whatever, we're not on the other side of that really. Whereas working with e-commerce and direct-to-consumer brands, we're in the whole gamut of both sides of the spectrum of both providers and customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's also what makes it a little bit me a little bit more picky when I'm buying something online mm-hmm. or having a, an experience. And sometimes I just feel like ah, I just want to reach out to the customer service oh. and tell them my bad experience about something that's broken on their site. But you know what? It's in most cases they're not going to do anything with that. That's no. not getting escalated to anyone. That's no. it should be. It should be. If 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 something's broken, like uh, there's one website that I I. I from frequently and I have to because like everything else about their like shipping and like how they get me their products and their selection is great yep. but one thing that kills me is on mobile when I go to like a collection yep. um, and I click into a product and I go to the PDP yep. and then I swipe to go back to the collection see the feed or whatever for some reason there's a bug in it and it refreshes, and then it, the screen just goes, there, it just shows no more on the collection. So I have to go back to the navigation and go dig through and then find and filter back to the collection I was looking at. Yep. And that's annoying. It takes it so is. much time. And it almost makes me not want to click into the PDP unless I'm certain I'm going to add it to cart because yep. I, I know I have to go through a whole process, and it and sucks. And we're in the industry. We know that why it's, it's happening. Fix. We can work with it. But most customers... They go, they get lost, they open up another tab. Oh, you know what? There was a, uh, oh, I've got a text message coming in. They go back and it's like, wait, where was I again? Yeah. They, and, they forget. And and you know what? Most customers are not going to reach out and I'm not even reaching out. It's not my job to reach out. Maybe no. I should and maybe we'll win their business. Yeah. But um, they most customers aren't going to identify that as a problem. They might even think it's their phone. They might just think it's just how the website works. Yeah. They're not going to complain. Know what they're going to do? They're just going to not going to buy anymore. Yeah, they and you don't hear that. You don't get that feedback it's not not even an abandoned cart and unless they're doing some some lucky orange or some yeah they have to find it some hot jar watching the user experiences or testing it themselves on mobile which we're all desktop but most users are mobile yeah 80 90 percent they they don't see that especially repeat customers repeat customers they see they see the email they see the sms they click go right to the pdp pay with apple pay yeah exactly and 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 that's why I think it's really important that brands, you know, do their due diligence and yep. either hire an external agency or do something internally where they're doing an audit. They're checking on website performance yep. monthly. And maybe it's looking at analytics, looking at Hotjar or Lucky Orange, um, you know, seeing if there's any drop off, seeing what's different. What did it what yep. did we change every time you make a change on your site? Whether it's a policy to customer experience or a functionality, you need to monitor that. Look at the analytics. Look put at, in your phone number for shipping. What yeah. happens when you require that? Does your conversion rate go way down? Does it stay? But, and to like be a very advanced strategy, does that reduce your return rate in the future because people are a little bit more serious? So it's that right yeah. balance of the of the whole picture and good, full customer experience. Yeah, and it's not just looking at one metric. It's comparing a few different ones. Like, you know, what's the conversion rate look like or the average order value look like when a customer comes from a certain place or, yep. you know, A-B testing something to see what the results are. I think that's really important. And I understand like a lot of smaller brands that are growing there, maybe they're not at that level yet. Mm -hmm. They could still do things that are on a smaller scale. Um, But I understand in some cases you can't run like a a complex dynamic yield AB testing. No, but you can still walk through in your customer's shoes or go to someone, you know, say, Hey, if I give you a gift card to my store, can you buy something and just let me watch you just do a screen recording on your iPhone. Let me yeah. see what that's like as a yeah, customer. Exactly. And, and, and just be like, I noticed you, you hesitated to put in that your cell phone number. And this person might say, yeah, I wasn't quite sure why you needed that. And just little things like that. Whenever you ask someone to do something and as a, as a seller, as a brand, you can only, you, you're asking your customers to do so many things, whether it's opt into your email, view your products, read a blog post. And most importantly, give you money for your products or services. Yeah. You can only ask them to do so many things. And you could do the same thing with your customers. You could give them discounts to yep. become like kind of like beta testers almost. Like yeah, I, I think Glossier does that. 
uh, Glossier. Yep. Um, they, uh, I think they have like a VIP customer Slack where they get feedback from their top tier yeah. customers. So like that's really interesting. Small like brands being able can do to that, do that. Start Small a Facebook group with seventy five of your best customers. Put that in your yeah. your flow. Beard Brand does a great job as well. Once you spend a certain threshold or a number of orders, or you just buy access, you can be a member of their forums. Yeah, that's great. This is really some great ideas here. Yeah. Are we charging people to to use some of these? Should we be? Um, no, but you know what? We'll, we'll give you the <laughs> we'll give you all these tactics in good faith. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a five star review. Uh, if, That'll if, work. If you're not I'll having a five star experience, contact us first. Let's try to resolve that issue. Maybe share it with your friends. If uh, if you really want to help us out, do an at here at channel on Slack. Post the link to the podcast download. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts as well, and it's a nice little segue to shamelessly plug the gorgeous podcast. It's very tactical, awesome. very, very short tips. So little things like I have driving community. Each episode is two to five minutes, one tactical takeaway or tip that you can implement in your store. Nice. That's awesome. And I like some of those small clips. And we, we try to do that with this podcast. We'll, we're, we'll, we'll take out some of the most important chunks, yep. put them on social um, so that merchants and, and even other agencies and, and practitioners can use some of these ideas. Maybe it sparks something new to help their, their clients. Yeah. Um, and going back to what we first said to, to really go full circle as we wrap up, there is no silver bullet anymore. Anyone can replicate everything. It's all of those incremental changes that increase the delta between you and your competition over the course of six months, 12 months, 18 months. Yeah, it's getting the edge over over time. And yep. that's what you're not going to go from a 0.5 conversion to a 5% conversion yep. overnight. And you're not going to have the best customer experience overnight. You have to just learn as you go, keep improving with everything. Yep. You know, you're going to hit resistance and you have to Michael keep going. Michael Phelps, keep Usain Bolt, they're shaving off fractions of a thousandth yes. of a second on their start, mm -hmm. on their finish, on their turnaround. Each little piece of, of the holistic customer journey can have an impact that when you start your customer journey, if you reduce the drop off or increase the conversion rate there, then everything down the funnel will be increased as well. So then you go to the next stage and you increase that next stage just a little bit or reduce a little bit falling out of the bucket or perfect example, the, the website where when you swipe back to go to the collections page, it's all messed up. You fix that issue and then all of a sudden people add more than one product to their cart. So your average order value increases. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, I'm glad we align on a lot of these things. Me too. All right. Because sometimes I think I'm crazy and I'm just like thinking about these things all the time. And then I speak to someone like you and then you confirm that I'm not, not as crazy as I think I am. Oh, well, that's, we're, <laughs> we're, we're either two peas in a pod and have very, very high expectations <laughs> or we can help brands give the experiences that, uh, that will either meet their customers' expectations or blow them out of the water. 100%, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate your time today. Love to have you back. Absolutely. Uh, I'm time. glad we could record it in, uh, in the flash as well. It's a lot better than, than mailing it in. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Thanks so much.